Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew here, along with Zach today, and I think we're just gonna have some fun and discuss anything and everything today. Maybe that's what we'll call us: anything and everything. Yeah, that's a good name for it because we already did shooting the shit one and, and two. two. So now it's just be anything. And unless everything. unless you want to just call it shooting the shit part three, and we'll just keep every episode part we do three, this dot dot dot. Yeah, every episode we do this, it's just shooting the shit part whatever. And then by the time it's five years from now, it'll be like shooting the shit part 58,000. <laughs> They're like, whoa, wow, you guys shoot the shit a lot. We're like, yeah. We it's like, just, yeah, we're pretty indecisive on, on topics. So. We just ran out of ideas <laughs> so that we wanted to like structure it on. So we're just going to have like a fun, free-flowing yeah. well, really about anything. <clears throat> that really is what happened today. I think I had a few ideas, but... Normally, like if I feel passionate about an idea or if you feel passionate about an idea, I can tell. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm like, hey, I really think we should do this. You should look up some stuff about it. Come prepared. Like we'll talk about that. And you're like, all right, sweet. Or if you're like, hey, I really think we should do an episode on whatever. And I'm like, oh, that sounds dope. That sounds interesting. Right. Like you get, there's immediately like a light bulb of like, like, hey, that sounds good. And this time it was just like, yeah, I mean, we could do this or we could. I was like, I had these two or three ideas, but... I don't really feel that good about them. So, and you're yeah, like, let's would, just let's just talk. I think I well, I, I like just like our episodes when we do just talk because it's just a free flowing like yeah. we can legit start at just you know, oh, okay, we're going to start talking about football and then all of a sudden we're talking about like the theory of life and like yeah. evolution and I just like when we're able to just yeah, talk and there's no like Okay, we're going to read off a list. We're going to now give you our ideas on the list. It's just like, we're just going to fucking talk like a yeah. normal podcast. Well, it's funny too because as a listener of a lot of podcasts, I like both of those formats a lot. Like, I, right. There's a lot of podcasts I listen to that are just, let's turn the mics on and we're talking. We're just having a conversation. That's always interesting. And then I listen to a lot of podcasts where it's like, you know, going in as a listener exactly what they're going to talk about. Like yeah. one I was just listening to on the way over here was like, Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie, Licorice Pizza, came out. It's a weird name for a movie. It's a weird but, name. <laughs> uh, they were, disgusting. They were, so they were, it's a movie podcast, obviously. And they're like, we're going to talk about Licorice Pizza and our top five Paul Thomas Anderson movies. So I'm like, okay, great. I know going in exactly what they're going to discuss in this podcast. Whereas like a Joe Rogan podcast or a Bill Burr podcast, they just flip the mics on. They're like, I'm just going to talk. Right, we're gonna, and then we're wherever gonna talk, it goes. We're going to drink. We're going to smoke. Yeah. We're going to do whatever yeah. for four hours. And if something comes up or there's an interesting article you read about or a video you saw, we'll pull it up and we'll start talking about that. And then that's kind of how the, the, the conversation just organically See, I like, goes along. I like both. Like if we have an idea, I enjoy like knowing what we're talking about, but I like yeah. more having the free sh structure to just be like, okay, we're going to yeah. talk about this today. So let's just try and stay as on topic yeah. as we can and not be like, okay, we're going to hit bullet points one through five. Right, right. And then each one of those have the sub bullet points. Yeah. I'd rather just be like, you know, kind of like the whole, um, simulation theory we kind of mm -hmm. didn't i mean we had like a little piece of knowledge going into it yeah but other than that it was more like our opinions and thoughts and that's yeah. where i enjoy the whole yeah. like it's fun to put ourselves in the scenario and, and, and talk about each thing and be like yeah well fuck what they said because <laughs> i don't care what they said this is well, my opinion with those two like the many worlds so quantum mechanics and many worlds theory and then we got into the second half of that was like free will versus determinism with a lot of that. I was like, I could talk about this, but I think I really need some notes in front of me because it's such a complex, like all of these ideas are so complex. Whereas like if you and me just want to talk about football, we can just talk about football, right? You know, we already have all of the requisite knowledge coming in. Like we've been watching football all year. We're aware of the good teams and the bad teams. Who's been injured. Who's been playing at an MVP pace. My all that kind of shit. Team's been injured. 
just, just look <laughs> yeah. at my fantasy team and you'll be like, oh. Okay. I was I was talking with Brandon about that a little bit this morning. Um, so anyway, yeah. With all that rambling aside, I kind of wanted to start with some football. Do you want to talk a little college talk, football? Because I feel like football. we can do we can do pro too. But I wanted to talk college football first because this last weekend was an exciting one. It was rivalry weekend. And then this upcoming weekend is going to be championship weekend. And then we're rolling into bowl season. So the did you watch a bunch of the rivalry game? I mean, you and I both watched, we watched Michigan, Michigan and Ohio, Ohio State, State, which was actually a really fun game to watch. I'm, I'm happy for Michigan that finally winning that game since Harbaugh's been there. We watched and a then, little bit of um, – I mean, the Arizona State-Arizona, I wouldn't say is really necessarily a rivalry in – well, well okay. it is it is so, for them. It's not so, it's not like a nationwide right. thing that everyone. Pays so when I say this, some like when I say it's not necessarily a rival, like CU Utah, they want it to become a rivalry, which I think it could be, but I don't think a rivalry is really a rivalry until it's like you play a hundred games and each team is one fifty. Yeah, yeah. That to me is more of the rivalry part yeah. than being like we're neighboring schools, but they've won seventy three and we've won twenty seven. Yeah. Well, like, it kind of well, goes back to when you're twenty seven. Like, yeah. 40 years ago was our right, last win. Right. You're like, oh. Yeah, so this is not really a rivalry. Good job. It goes back to, like, in high school, Thunder Ridge and Mountain Vista are right, rivals. Rivalry. And at, after we had graduated, Mountain Vista had never won a football game against Thunder Ridge football in the entire existence like of the two schools. It was after we graduated. It was after Sam graduated. Yeah, it was after they, Sam. They so won. it was like, is this really a rivalry? Like, yeah. I mean, we're just neighboring schools like you said and it's it's kind of like a we don't want them to win and they don't want us to win but it's for it to be a rivalry it would ne- it would have needed to be like across 30 years they've won 15 we've right. won 50 or something relatively or, close to that or you know? it would have had to been a rivalry where there's like true bad blood where there's gonna be like fights yeah. that break yeah. out and like the admins were between during the football game but then after the football game if you went to a party there would be people from both schools but yeah. we all grew up together yeah so we all played sports together you know yeah. like the whole idea of that being a rivalry was always pretty funny because it was always like that you got to like circle that one on the schedule. Right. Like, oh, we got Vista went, this week. If you went you know, one like, and nine, but you beat Vista, yeah, it was you were it was undefeated. like it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, we beat Vista, we're good. But it's like you know, we had won every single game until every real recently. You know what I mean? So it's like this is not really a rivalry. Anyway, um, I thought the Michigan Ohio State game was a blast to watch. Uh, like I said, perfect like atmosphere and weather for that game too. Being cold in Ann Arbor, it's cold, it's Midwest. snowy. Like I, I honestly going into that game, I, I think I, I told Caleb and I think I told you, I was anticipating Ohio State winning, but I was rooting for Michigan, so I was I was pleased with the result. I think we all were going in with the mindset of how Ohio State's played this year that they were going to be the team to beat in the game. Yeah, but Michigan wasn't like a slouch team this year. Yeah, like they had yeah. a legit shot that they had to stick to their game plan. Yeah, and they would would win. And I think we we're all. I mean, Caleb was from. Or he's a Michigan fan. I don't know if yeah. he's from Michigan. I think it's a Michigan bunch of his families from there and stuff. And they're so he's but, so we were all cheering for that, Michigan. Yeah. So that was nice. I was I was glad to see them win. And then obviously, you know, Sam having gone to ASU, I was rooting for ASU in that game. And I was a little bit nervous that you know ASU had a really really good start to the season this year, and then has had a several really bad losses in the second half of the year. So I was very nervous that they were just gonna piss down their legs against a really, really terrible U of A team and lose like, a big rivalry like, to end the year. Like, beat them 34 nothing. Yeah, dude, they're terrible. They're really bad. And they did. thankfully, they did not do that. ASU handled them pretty well. It wasn't even really close. And then um, probably the most exciting one, which I was kind of watching actually more of while that ASU U of A game was going on, was Auburn and Bama in the Iron Bowl. And... That one is a classic example of, okay, so most of the time when Bama's playing, 
I don't really watch a lot of Bama games cause because most of the time, yeah, games. you're assuming they're going to win and you just kind of check, check the scores and you're like, yep, they're up 28 to seven. Then the first quarter, it looks like they're going to roll on this one. But there are some games where there's a team that they're up against and you're like, this team might beat them. Like they're playing out of their mind and Bama's maybe off a little bit. Cause you kind of, that has like, to be the factors like Florida going earlier in, in the yeah, year. Exactly. And this was one of those games, and I, I was like not really watching most of it. But then, in like mid to late fourth quarter, it's still ten to three Auburn, and Bama's looking like they're not really going to pull this out. And I kept telling myself, "Don't get too excited. Don't get your hopes up. Bama's going to figure out a way to come back and win this." I score twenty eight on you, you keep you keep looking up at the TV, and you're like, "Dude, like time's ticking away. Auburn still got the lead." And then, of course, they. They forced Bama to burn all their timeouts, but they didn't get enough first downs on their so, last possession to like totally ice it. So they give Bama the ball back. Bama blows down the fucking field in like less than a minute, scores, and then kicks the extra point, ties the game. And then here we are going into overtime. And this is one of those things where I think we've talked about this before on the podcast of like if you've played enough sports or watched enough sports, there's this feeling you get of momentum in games where – it doesn't really have anything to do with the statistics. Like you couldn't see that on like a stat sheet or a box score. But, but whoever if you're, scored last yeah. in the game going in overtime is usually yes. going. If to you're win. yeah, if you're watching the game flow, if there's a matchup where I've seen it too many times in my life, where if there's a matchup where there's like an underdog versus the team who's clearly favored to win, and the underdog's been winning all game, winning all game. And then it gets tied up at the very end and goes into overtime. Ninety nine percent of the time, the underdog loses that. Yeah, like they, they, you, fall, they fall apart. You, they you have to finish it. Game. Yeah, you have to finish it in regulation because if you give that team that's better than you on paper more time, they're gonna win. Well, I mean, after I left the bar, I came home because I need to let her out, but I got like a really bad headache, so I fell asleep on the couch. And I literally woke up to Bama winning in over fourth overtime. Fourth overtime. And so I was talking with my dad about it yesterday, and he goes, Auburn would have won the game, but their running back kept running instead of just going down inbounds. Mm-hmm. He goes, had he gone down inbounds, they would have ran 40 more seconds off the clock, and Bama yeah. wouldn't have had enough time to score. Yeah. He goes, they might. I mean, they still would have had time to have the ball, but right. maybe not score. But not like, like 50 seconds or however long they had. I'm like, <clears throat> that's where like situational awareness yeah. and coaching comes into plays. Yeah. You've got to coach the kids on the field. Like, sure, there's going to be brain farts out there, and they're going to be yeah. like, you know, some of them are 18 year olds. Yeah. And they're not going to think, I need to get down because I'll get down and I'll run another 50 seconds off the clock. They're like, I'm going to try and score and we're going to really bury right. it. And then you get pushed out of bounds. And yeah. And that's that actually a favor to Bama. Right. Yeah. So it's like, dude, it was one of those situations too where outside of game wise, I'm sure a lot of people who go to sports bars and watch football games or really any type of sport, there comes a point, at least for me, where. I'm kind of over being at the bar. I've had my food. I've had my drinks. And I'm like, okay, I've like paid the check. Let's and go I'm get like, comfortable and watch yeah, the game. Yeah, let's go lay down on a fucking couch somewhere and sit in a recliner and watch the rest of this game instead of this really uncomfortable bar stool. I had reached that moment at the end of regulation in that Auburn-Bama game. And I'm like, here we go. I'm trying to leave the bar, and this game is not going to end. And now right. I like have to figure out who wins this game. I'm not going to be like right, driving like, home. If I drive home, even yeah, though I live it's gonna five end minutes away, while it's going to end in some yeah. epic fashion. Yeah, and, and I, I want to see it. I want to see it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to stay. And then, of course, the first overtime happens. It's still tied. The second overtime happens. It's still tied. The third overtime. And I'm like, fuck, dude. And then finally, of course, Bama finds a way to win. And I was like, 
I think hats off to Auburn because that game is a it's an unranked Auburn team playing right. basically the second best team in the nation. I mean, you can argue about the rankings. In fact, I want to touch on the rankings here in a second, but you can that's basically the second best team in the nation besides Georgia. I mean, let's be honest. Top definitely top three, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so it's hard though the, the way they've played this year. Like, I really have a hard like. I think Alabama is obviously the top tier program in all of college football, but I really have a hard time with them this year. They've had yeah. too many close games. They've had too many games where it's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And well, their offense, I think, their like offense Alabama. this year is the main concern that people point to. Is like they're not as dominant offensively as they have been in years past. I mean, they have all these insane athletes and these really talented oh, yeah. players. And Bryce Young is just I mean, you have a, insane. You have a freshman quarterback. He, he's unbelievable. Like $1.2 million as a freshman. Yeah. So. But, like, I think it's more of their defense. I mean, to be to be down 10-3 to against Auburn with less than a minute to go in regulation against an unranked Auburn team. I mean, I get Auburn's an SEC school. They're a big-time program. They're always really good. But they're unranked. For Bama to be down to them 10 to 3, they've only put up three points in the entire game until the last 50 seconds. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Most of those games are usually heavily, you know, defensive minded in the SEC for the most part. There's still a lot of games where you're like, what the fuck was that score? 56 to fucking 55. You see more of that in like the Big 12 and. Speaking of the Big 12, I'm going to jump from Bama. We can talk. Yeah, sure. We can talk about them when we get back to like the rankings, but. The Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yep. Dude, give me all the Oklahoma State Cowboys. <laughs> Fucking get Oklahoma out. They're another team that had all of this preseason hype. You had the the Heisman favorite and Rattler. Dude's gone now. Their head coach is gone now. They lost okay, two yes. games this year, and they're like, Can we? Yeah, their program's going to go yes. to shambles, I hope. <laughs> let's And because we've talked about it, I'm just going to throw it out there before we get into coaching talk. They're moving to the SEC with Texas, uh-huh. and they barely competed well in the Big 12. Yeah. They're going to move into the SEC and get obliterated. Yeah. So let's let's keep – I mean, I know you just touched on a bunch of the stuff for, with Oklahoma, but let's have a little Oklahoma talk because um, if you go back and listen to our episode of the podcast that we did about college football in the preseason, before the season even started, we looked – we pulled up – the top 25 rankings for the preseason. And Oklahoma was two. Yeah, and I spotted Oklahoma because I was like, "What? which teams on here do you like immediately have red flags about? And for me, I was like, Oklahoma. I just don't have a lot of faith in Oklahoma. And I said then, I was like, I mean, granted, I don't know a lot about these teams prior to the season starting. A lot of my college football knowledge just comes from watching these teams play throughout the season. And I'm like, okay, these, these teams are really good. These teams are, are shaky or whatever. But I was like, Oklahoma seems like a program that I would flag where I'm I have no confidence in. Like that seemed like a really high ranking for them. And if you go back and look at all their scores throughout the year, in fact, you can pull them up while we're talking. All close. All of them really close against teams that they should have been blowing out, barely winning games. And it's like, guys, is this really the team that you're I expecting mean, to be in the college football playoff at I the mean, end of the year? I don't think so. They started their season off with a 5-point win against Tulane. Exactly. Tulane, who went like one and nine. And there was more than one of those. Yeah, they beat Just go through their scores. They beat Nebraska. So they they won week two versus like Western Carolina School for the Deaf and Blind, (laughs) 76 to nothing. Okay. Uh, But then they beat Nebraska by seven. Yeah. The team they should have blown out. They were favored by like 30. Team they should have blown out. Then they beat West Virginia by three. Then they beat Kansas State by six. And Kansas State's not very good. 
Uh, they're they're like they're seven and five, so like they're average, I would say. This, this year they're okay, but the past several years their program's been pretty terrible. Texas, who at the time was ranked twenty one. Who really fell off. Dude, I mean, Texas was up 21 in that game, so Texas just lost the That's game. That's crazy. Uh, but they won 55 That's actually a, That was an exciting game. I watched that one. They won by seven. Uh, they beat TCU by uh, 21, so that was a good game for them. They beat KU by 12, but KU was literally in the game. Like, one weird play went Oklahoma's way, and I think it led to their second score, but KU would have had the ball on the Oklahoma half. Craziness. And they were, like, playing really well. Craziness. Not to mention, uh, Kansas is uh, two and ten and was on like a forty-eight thousand game losing streak. So terrible. They they had them on the ropes. Uh, they whooped up on Texas Tech fifty-two to twenty-one. Then they lost to Baylor twenty-seven fourteen. And Baylor is ten and two, so same record as Oklahoma. But then they barely beat Iowa, an unranked Iowa State team, twenty-eight twenty-one. But then they did go to Oklahoma State and put up a strong game and only lost thirty-seven thirty-three. So it's like they compete well, but they're competing well against teams that they shouldn't be competing well against. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have to compete well against them. That was my thing is I just kept seeing their scores each week. I'm like, okay, they're winning games, but these games they're winning, they're barely eking by, and they should be blowing these teams out by like 21 points or more. You know what I mean? So it was like, to me, I just didn't buy into the whole hype of Oklahoma being there in the discussion at the end of the year for the college football playoff. I'm like, they're just not. No, they don't have it, dude. Like, well, and now against the Georgias and the Bamas of the world, like they're not going to be in the mix. No, and now you have their head coach leaving. That's what I wanted to get and to. Yeah, is the Heisman favorite going into the season who got benched is now entered the transfer portal. So it's like. Oklahoma's so you know, lost three top 100 recruits since Riley said he was mm-hmm. taking the USC job. Yeah, like it's going to change all of what Oklahoma their, does. Their program has drastically changed in the matter of like four days. Yeah, well, in four months, <laughs> drastically changed. They say in four months they go from you know the Big 12 favorites or national championship hopes to joining the SEC with Texas mm-hmm. to now you lose your head coach. Yeah, with the ex-starting quarterback with massive recruiting implications on it. Mm-hmm. And what was it all for? Yeah, now what's going to happen? Like, And depending on who they replace Lincoln Riley with, they may have some real down years. I mean, it's hard to imagine them going from as good as they were this year to, like, terrible. But they're not going to be on the same level, I don't think, well, depending on who they get in there. Well, it's interesting to me because we've had all these big coaching changes, and it's one of those things. We have Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. Who's mm-hmm. a one-loss team this year? They've been competing nationally for a while. It's yeah. a, that's a that's a powerhouse program in, yeah. in college giant football. Giant program, giant program. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go to LSU. They're going to give me a ten-year, ninety-five million dollar contract. And he was at Notre Dame for twelve years. Yeah. He was there for a long time. Took him to one national championship, I think, which mm-hmm. they lost to Ohio State. Yeah, I and I think they. Game. I think I saw. I saw the other day. He's been. He's taken them to the college football playoff like twice. I think. Right. Other than that championship run, because he had like a he had the BCS man, the championship yeah. game, which was the BCS. Yeah, and then he's he's taken them to the college football playoff twice. So I mean, like really consistent success, like high level yeah. of success. There. And and he's leaving Notre Dame, which the AD goes, yeah, it's no surprise to go to LSU, which. Who had one of the weirdest down years to I've me, seen in a long time. Yeah, but to me, they're on the same like level of college football program, I'd say. I'd say LSU and Notre Dame, if you put the schools side-by-side side for football, I'd, I mean, Notre Dame, in my opinion, has a more storied history. Mm-hmm. But they're not in a league, so that's kind of a hard thing to fight yeah. for. 
Whereas you get to go to the SEC with LSU, which is one of those programs that could compete with Bama yearly. Yeah. You know, so I think it's the money. Like, I mean, I'll spit on this because it's another coach's contract that was signed this year. Mel Tucker, Michigan State, he goes there and he has one good year, and they're like, hey, here's a fucking 10-year, $95 million deal for you as well. And people are like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. Wasn't it? Didn't I point out to you and Caleb while we were watching the Michigan-Ohio State game, they put up side-by-side side the, the contracts for those two head coaches? What's the, is it Ryan Day for Ryan Ohio Day State? Ryan Day for Ohio State, yeah. He has like a 10-year, $85 million contract, and then that – what's his name? Mel Tucker for Mel Mich- Tucker's for, 10-year, 95. Oh, yeah, it was Michigan State. So maybe – I was not talking about the Michigan game. But they somehow they put up that side-by-side – I don't know which contract they might have been comparison. extended this year too. So yeah, might have so maybe that's showing, why they were talking about yeah. it. But he has like a you know the Mel Tucker guy has like a ten year ninety five million dollar contract. I mean those are the type of contracts that we saw. I mean when they handed it out to Harbaugh, when the Raiders handed it out to Harbaugh, I'm like that is the most obscenely Gruden, large. You mean? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, Gruden. Um, it's a, it's the most obscenely large contract I've ever seen in my life. Well, and and in, you know in our Instagram group chat, I go, dude, I would stay in college. I'd be like. Fuck yeah. chasing a Super Bowl. I'm going to yeah. go make like $4 million a year chasing a Super Bowl, which is super hard to win. Or I can yeah. go sign a $10 million, or $10 million, uh, $10 million a year, 10-year right. deal, which they're going to fucking buy me houses. They're going to buy my yeah. houses from me, so they're just giving me a bonus. Yeah. They're going to be giving me a private jet. Yeah. They're going to you know do all this other crazy stuff. And if they want to fire me, they have to buy me out for like $40 million. So yeah. I'm guaranteed $40 million. I go to USC yeah. like Lincoln Riley did. I'll just touch on that because his contract hasn't fully been released yet, but we saw that. Yeah. But he's getting like 10-year, $110 million yeah. or whatever. Where and he's going to get tens of millions of those whether he wins another football game ever or not. Yeah. <laughs> he probably has a buyout clause for at least $25 million. Yeah. Which means he could go 0-10 his yeah. first year. And USC's like, dude, what the fuck? And he goes, honestly, I just wanted the money for free. And yeah. they're like, we're going to buy you out. And he goes, thanks. Thanks. I'm going to go chill for the rest of my Quarter life. Quarter <laughs> fucking $25 million. Like, the money for coaches is insane. It's obscene, dude. It's obscene. Like, it's just I, I honestly, so that's been something that, especially with, like, college basketball, but the same thing applies to college football. I almost feel like I would rather be, if you can, I mean, obviously all of the kind of dominoes have to fall in the right place for this right. to happen. But if you can get to a position where you're Nick Saban at Alabama or you're Mike Krzyzewski at Duke or whatever, or Roy Williams at UNC for basketball or whatever, if you can get to a position where you're like this, literally like a demigod in this city to this these fans of this college program and just year in, year out, you're just sustained success and they're paying you God knows how many millions of dollars. I don't know why you would ever want to leave to the pros for that. You know what I mean? I think- like you're and and the thing is, it becomes this like self sustaining machine at some point where you're like, all the best high school players in the nation know you're one of the best programs, so they want to go there. It's so it doesn't easy, take easy much. Recruiting. Yeah, it doesn't take much for you to just keep getting all the best players, and then there it's hard to have a drop off because you always have. I mean, at least some group of like for, some of the best players in the nation. Right. You know? for, for me personally, I would look at it this way: I want to make my money, but if I sign a ten year, a hundred million dollar deal, that hundred million dollars should last my family like three or four generations Dude, of like never yeah. having to worry about money ever. Like, yeah, I, if you're I'm, smart I'm with it, it's going to last literally forever. Yeah. Not that I'd give my family that much money and just be like, yeah, have fun. I'd be like, no, you guys don't get this till you're like 75. So <laughs> good luck. But like, I would want the challenge. Yeah. If I won a college football championship, 
as a head coach, and I'm like, all right, let me, I'm, you know, sign my contract, you know, do whatever. Then I'd be like, you know what? I'm kind of bored. I'm kind of over. I, w- I want a new challenge. I'm going to see if the pros will hire me. If I got hired as a pro coach, I'm winning a Super Bowl. Because then not very many coaches can say I won a college football playoff championship right. and a Super Bowl as a head coach. Right. It's hard enough to just win one Super Bowl and one college football playoff. But to say you've been able to do both is like yeah, tip of the cap to you. Well, you know? and we, we've seen examples of a guy like Nick Saban who is, I mean, pretty much arguably the best coach in the history of college football or one of the yeah. best coaches in the history of college football. Go make a go of it in the pros and wash out. Didn't work. Didn't work. For I him. mean, look at Urban Meyer. You could say he's yeah. one of the top yeah. football college football coaches ever. For sure. I mean, he's on a shitty Jacksonville team, so I'm going to give yeah. him. If he stays there for well, a couple granted, years, I'm going to give him a couple years. It's the very beginning of this, so it's right. not like he's been there for five, six seasons. Right. And they're so still I'm going to give him but, a couple years, yeah. but then I'm going to sit there and be like, if you're still failing after yeah. three or four years, if you're still there, then mm-hmm. you know you're just not cut out for the NFL. Yeah. But. Yeah, I just, dude, the, the coaching money is stupid. It's insane, It's just stupid. But then again, we get into player contracts in certain sports, and it's like, hey, yeah, I just signed, like, uh, we'll switch to baseball real quick while we're on contracts. Max Scherzer, a pitcher, dude, just the signed, baseball like, ones. a three-year, $130 million deal. I'm like, three years? $130 million? That's insanity. Three years. <laughs> and he's a pitcher, so he gets to pitch, like, once a week, twice on you yeah. know, really busy weeks. The baseball ones are the most ins- – they're just insanity with their well, contracts. Well, it's because like, there's no salary cap. I remember some of the big ones in history that I remember being like just looking at it and they're just eye-poppingly huge. Albert Pujols. Mike Trout, uh, when he signed like a 10-year, $565 Mike Trout, Miguel deal. Cabrera signed a gigantic one back in the day. You know who You know who was one of the first guys who had one of those fucking gigantic contracts was A-Rod. Yeah. He had like a $350 million contract it was for the biggest, I don't know how many It was the years. biggest contract. Dude – it was the biggest contract in sports history at the time. Yeah. Until like Lionel Messi and like Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. like all these soccer players that went and signed with these European clubs, and they're like, "Yeah, we want you for eight years, four hundred million." And I'm sitting dude, there going, oh, "The soccer, soccer? <laughs> dude, the soccer ones, the contracts for those." Like, I, I get that, like the American sports that we pay attention to, like baseball, basketball, football, those contracts, especially some of the top guys, like the Steph Curry's of the world, sign obscenely huge contracts but i see like on the like sports center on instagram will be posting like i don't follow soccer or anything but they'll post like cristiano ronaldo or like Lionel messi like what their new contract is and i'm like it literally just seems comical they're like we're gonna give you an island and like 30 tons of gold and like you're just gonna just for one year yeah your your spot in the locker room is like made out of diamonds it's like what are we doing here this is well how I mean, much money do you guys have to pay these? It's one player. Right. But I will say, like, as I'm going to kind of jump back into college football with this idea, is it's all about the money they bring in. TV deals. Yeah. You know, ticket revenue, uh, merchandising revenue. It's all about the money they bring in as programs, you mm-hmm. know, pros and all that stuff. So I'm going to switch back to the Lincoln Riley going to USC. You know, your brother is an ASU alum. I'm a CU fan. I don't like him going to USC because now USC is going to oh, – yeah. should propel yeah. into being a powerhouse. But yeah. at the same time – Especially after they've had a few down years. If USC propels into being a powerhouse again, that brings and shines light back on the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get better TV deals. Yeah. More kids are going to want to stay inside of the Pac-12 conference because they're like, we play against USC. Like, Yeah. Our school is competing well, so it's. I actually, it's, I actually like that part thing. of it. Yeah, for the it's good for it, the Pac twelve. It's good yeah. for the Pac twelve. 
it's good long run for all the other schools. Now, immediate and short future, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, you're bringing in a powerhouse coach in a conference that's been in down years since. It, yeah, it really has. You know, for a while. And he could turn USC next year into a, a national, you know, contender. Or yeah. you could, sh- you know, they'll be competing in games. You're like, this mm-hmm. team's going to be really good in a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. And then you're like, well, fuck, like. We can't compete, but it's gonna it's gonna make more schools in the Pac-12 invest more money into their programs, mm-hmm. and I mean I think it's a good thing overall. But as a CU fan, I'm like, well, fuck us! Like, yeah, we already we've never beat USC, so now we're just gonna fucking get beat by them even more. I I do like your point you bring about you know it it raises the level of the Pac-12 because I think I've become kind of partial to the Pac-12 ever since Sam went to ASU because I've just you know, I, I watched a lot of the ASU games, and I pay more right. attention to that conference than I do the Big Ten the or whatever. Belt. It's just because, like, I don't have a loyalty to any of the teams in the Big Ten. But so it's kind of, you know, like you said, I think really other than Oregon was was kind of the only hope this year for the Pac-12. I mean, you could say and Utah really, was a hope, but they were yeah. like, you were going to lose these random games. Yeah, and if you go back a few years, probably the last – national contender from the Pac-12 was Oregon, right? I mean Washington when they had Oh, I guess Browning it was Washington. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But before that it was probably Oregon, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like it when Marcus or- Mariota Oregon was there and, maybe. And USC were like, yeah. you know, always competing with each other, but USC yeah. seemed to never be able to get over like that. Yeah. That one and USC's game hurdle. Weird where I I really feel like in my head, I mean, I I guess I'd have to go back and double check it, but I feel like in my head the last time they were like seriously competing for a national championship or in the conversation was like early to mid two thousands. Like it's been a while. Pete Carroll. Yeah. I I mean, since then they've had years where they're ranked and they're good, but like, you're not like, okay, they're going to be one of the top five teams at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, or if they are, they, they like choke and lose to like an unranked UCLA. Right. Right. Because you know, that can, game. you know, college football is so competitive that can single-handedly just derail a national championship campaign of like, oh, you were steamrolling teams all year, you were undefeated, and then you lost to an unranked team. That's it. I think that's what makes unless you're Bama, bye-bye national championship. Right. Helps, you know, I think that's what makes like football for me so much better. Is most teams, it's like that should be a good game. If this yeah. team, like Purdue this year, they showed up and beat all these random ranked teams on uh-huh. the road, and I'm like. How? And then they yeah. go and lose a game where it's like, how the fuck did you lose this? But you could go in and beat this team. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, we don't know. And I'm like, that's why I love college football. It's, Same so, with college it's basketball. so fun, dude. Yeah. College basketball, you could have the number one team in the nation versus the number like 150th team in the nation. The 150th team beats them by like two on a buzzer beater. And yeah. everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? And everyone's yeah. like, they were 40-point favorites and they lost. That's why I think – so Sam mentioned it the other day. He was like, I think I honestly prefer – college football and college basketball to their professional alternatives. And I have felt that way for years now. So I, I honestly feel that way in both of those sports. I like feel that- it's more fun to watch the college level of football and basketball than it is to watch the professional. So, and, and I know we talked about this on one of our other episodes. I can't remember if it was our college, the college football one in the preseason or another football episode we did a while back, but I'm always going to stick to this opinion of mine. That is, the pros don't really care. There's some pros that are like, I want to win a Super Like Tom Brady, to me, as much as I hate the guy, the dude wants to win more yeah. than anything. He doesn't ever seem like he's showing up and just kind of going through the motions. He doesn't He doesn't show up and go through the motions just to collect this massive paycheck. Yeah. The kids in college are going, I think there's what, like 132 Division One schools out there for uh, yeah, football? Yeah, something like that, yeah. That means... You're one of 132 if you're a starter at any position, right? Mm-hmm. 
there's not that many openings in the NFL. There's a hundred less teams. If mm-hmm. it's 132, I, I could be wrong on that, but not to mention you got to fight with D1 AA, yeah. D2, yeah. D3 kids. Yeah. You know, so college they fight for it. They want it. They want to yeah. win. They're not there collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Well, some you of know? them are, I guess, now, well, but well, right. But <laughs> traditionally, no. Yeah. But they're not getting paid from the school. They're getting yeah. paid by like a donor being like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to give you this deal. And then the next year, the donor is going to be like, you fucking sucked. Yeah. I'm taking your deal away. Yeah. The NFL, you sign your contract for five years, $200 million, You could show up and be like, hmm. Like Jay Cutler, Chicago Bears. He's the classic example the I always greatest go to. example. Yeah. The dude signs a big old contract and... And he then just, you just from that moment on was like, fuck? I'm done trying. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. I really like you could he his body language is like legit, I don't care. I'm getting paid no matter what. Yeah. You can trade me to another team and I'm still making money. Yeah. You can cut me and you still have to pay me money. This is why and not to go into this because I know we've covered this a bunch on other podcasts, but this is why I don't really understand some of the contracts that get handed out, especially with the guaranteed money. It's like do you maybe want to like dangle the carrot in front of the sky for a couple more years to make sure he's still putting out the level of output that you're what used they, to seeing? Because as soon as you go, you have eighty million dollars guaranteed. They're going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to try quite as hard. Oh, I, I think there's my ankle. some guys are, but there's something even even in the guys who have like an innate desire to be the best and to win all the Super Bowls and all the MVPs. There's still a little piece of them in their subconscious. That if you give them hundred million dollars guaranteed, they're like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try quite as hard, you know, like, oh, I'm my my hamstring kind of tweaked. I'm going to just sit out two three weeks because what the fuck? I'm making eight. I'm making hundred right. million dollars. You know, like, what does it matter? Check. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just, I mean, and like you said, we don't need to get into it too much, but I think the idea behind a truly performance based contract is where pro sports needs to go. Yeah. I think it would make it much more entertaining because people are actually out there playing for their livelihoods even though their game checks would still be more money than either of us are going to yeah. make in our lifetimes but it's like if i was a gm and i had the power to do that i'd be like you can make 400 million this year yeah just this year if you hit all your incentives and then they look at their incentive sheet and they're like what the fuck is this and i'm like every box you check that's the dollar amount you get yeah. i don't care how many if you check all of them that's the dollar amount you get yeah if you win super bowl mvp you get a forty million dollar bonus. Yeah, or they're, they're or like, if you well, don't, fuck, you make fuck. two million this year, right? <laughs> if you don't like, hit any of them, it's two million. I'd be like, <clears throat> you have a base salary of two million, yeah. and every box you check here gives you this extra bonus. Yeah, and they'd be like, well, fuck, and I'd be like, yeah, you can go to that team and suck and make thirty million max a year, or you could make five hundred million this year. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I want to make five hundred million. I'm like, well, fucking perform. <laughs> I wonder if fucking earn it to to kind of like. Uh, Hang on, before I get into that, because let's I, let's stop talking about contracts, because we can go over and over and over. Yeah, because they're all overrated. Because I'm not making um, any of that money. Let's talk about the college football playoff rankings. Because tonight's Tuesday night. This yep, is the end out. of this is officially the first college football playoff rankings list post regular season. Right, regular season's done now. I mean, they're I mean, technically, conference championship weekend is like is that considered regular season or is that like so? I think it's technically? technically considered regular season because. Bowl games are decided on Sunday. Yeah. After the championship games, because yeah. we'll know our four teams on the Sunday following. Right. So if the top four teams, well, if three of the top four teams, well, actually, it doesn't matter if the top four teams. So okay, I'll just if because I was gonna just let's touch on the if, let's if, touch on the rankings right now. Right. And then so let's keep talking. If Georgia, who's number one, beats right. Bama, who's number three, 
Bama will be out of the college football playoffs. Correct. Georgia will obviously stay number one. Mm -hmm. Then we got Michigan who plays Iowa. So it's like two versus 10 or something like that. So Michigan is two and Iowa 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 is 13. 13. So if Michigan wins, they're going to stay number two Mm -hmm. and they'll be in the college football playoff. Well, three would be Bama. The only way they make the college football playoff is if they beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. If they beat Georgia, both Georgia and Bama are in. Yeah. You can't kick Georgia out. Yeah, because they're undefeated. They're, they're, they're They've been the number one team year. all year. Then the interesting spot is four. It's going to be who's going to be f- mm-hmm. – so it's really going to be who's going to be three and who's going to be four. Houston plays – or uh, Cincinnati, who's number four, plays Houston, who's like number 20. Houston doesn't have a shot at – the college football playoff. But yeah, Houston's 21. They can play spoiler for Cincinnati, who's been a top 10 team all year long. Mm-hmm. So if Cincinnati wins, in my opinion, no matter what happens elsewhere, they should be number four. Yeah. Unless Bama loses, then you I could you could jump them up to three. Then it gets interesting because the Big 12 championship, you have Oklahoma State, who's a one-loss team and is number mm-hmm. five, against Baylor, who's number nine, and a two-loss okay. team. If Oklahoma State wins and Bama loses, then I would say it goes Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State in that order. Yeah, I could see that. Which yeah. would be a fucking fun that would be college fun. football playoff. The only team that's in there that's been there is Georgia. That would be cool, man. That uh, that's because I think that's what a lot of college football fans are kind of looking for this year. At least that's what I'm looking for is a little bit of parity. The only other thing that I could see happening would be Georgia beats Alabama, which kicks Alabama out. Michigan loses to Iowa, which would allow Alabama possibly to stay in. <laughs> because Cincinnati with three loses, losses at that point in that scenario, they'd only have two. They oh, you're saying if they beat Georgia. No, no, no. Alabama only has one loss. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm In my head, I'm thinking Auburn beat them this last weekend. I'm we like, all wanted Get it. the fuck out of here. You got two losses. No, so I'm saying, so if Georgia loses to Bama, those two are automatically in. Michigan yeah. has the fate in their own hands. If they lose yeah. to Iowa, they're out. If they beat Iowa, they're in. Right. Cincinnati, if they beat Houston, they're in. So then we wouldn't have a change in that scenario. Georgia beats Bama, Bama's out. Michigan beats Iowa, Michigan's in. Cincinnati beats Houston, they're in. And then if Oklahoma State can beat Baylor, I say they jump in at four. If Oklahoma State loses to Baylor, but the other games happen the same way, Notre Dame, who doesn't play this weekend and just lost their head coach, will jump into the top four. That would be fucking insane if that happens. And if all of that goes to shit, say Michigan loses – Alabama loses and Cincinnati loses and Oklahoma State loses. Say those four games go, you know, totally wrong. the opposite of what well. I mean, I guess Georgia yeah. beating Bama is what we would kind of expect. I would say it's going to be it'd be Georgia, Notre Dame. I guess you could throw Iowa in there at a two-loss team. Um, maybe Baylor because they just beat like. If those four teams lose, so if, if Michigan, <laughs> if Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State lose, this is going to be the craziest yeah. college football. The college football playoff, playoff committee is going to have a lot to talk about if that happens. God, dude, that would be so much fun. <laughs> Georgia's going to sit there and be like, "God, we're." I mean, if I'm a Georgia fan, 
I'm sitting there going, we're locked for the the football playoff. Yeah. No matter if you lose to Bama or not, you're locked. They're the only team that's a lock, I think. Dude, you know which team? I was just looking at the top 25. You know which team we got to give some props to for climbing their way all the way back into the top Clemson. 25 is Clemson. Yeah, they started the year at number three. Yeah, dropped all the way out, went to unranked, and then have climbed all the way back in, in the season. They're 9-3. They're ranked number 20. You know who I want to give the most credit they to must have out won of a this bunch entire of list, though, is Wake Forest. Yeah, Wake Forest has had a good season. They came out. I mean, I guess you could say Wake Forest or Pitt could sneak in from. Nah, they're not going to make that big of a jump, dude. This could be a hectic year. There's two undefeateds, and there's dude. Clemson has had the weirdest year. Six one-loss teams, but two of them. One's ranked 19th at San Diego State, and the other one's Louisiana at 24. No shot either of them get in. Dude, listen to this. Listen to this Clemson season. So you're right. They start the season ranked three. They played Georgia right out of the game. Ten to three, boring game. Ten to three, uh, at a fifth ranked Georgia team at the time. They then go on to beat South Carolina State. They beat Georgia Tech. They lose to NC State in double overtime. So that's their second loss. That's obviously dropping them out of the top twenty-five at that point. Or I think they got all the way down to twenty-five. Oh, because that three or something like that. Um, that would be week four rankings. That was like week four. Week four, they dropped to nine after their loss. Yeah, and then they beat Boston College, they beat Syracuse, they lose to Pittsburgh. That's when they dropped out of the rankings, probably. So they lose to Pittsburgh going into week seven? I think so. Yes, they're not ranked. In and the- then they beat Florida State. So since since that loss to Pittsburgh, beat Florida State, beat Louisville, beat UConn, beat Wake Forest, which is a huge win, and then beat South Carolina. And now here they are all the way back at, what did I say, number 20? Yep. So good for Clemson, dude. Dude, shout out to Dabo for having some dude, pride. He's he's my getting favorite. Getting that if, team climbing back. If I was a college football player right now and I got to choose wherever I went, I would go play for Dabo. Dude, him and uh I out of like all of the college football coaches that seem like they'd be the most fun to like have a beer with. You know who else seems like they'd be a blast and I mentioned this to Sam when we were watching a little bit of uh the beginning of like Oklahoma Oklahoma State is Mike Gundy. Dude, Mike Gundy. <laughs> Dabo yes. Sweeney and Mike Gundy would be fun to hang out with and just have a beer. You know I what think, I mean? I think it'd be interesting to sit down because all we really see of Nick Saban is he looks like a real dickhead. He's always just scowling. He's all just the time. mad. He's like, we're up fifty-six to nothing yeah. in eight seconds. But in this the is game. not perfection, so fuck all you. You know. And I would just love to have a beer with him and just be like, they come out and they like, you know, when they're sliding you their glass, it kind of like spills, just to see what his reaction would be. If he's like. You know, does the snapping like clean it up? I'd be like, okay, yeah, you're a real. This guy's this guy's just a dick. Like, um, I think it would be kind of funny to find out like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are both like two of the most laid back, like funny, like joke cracking people ever. Because like that is not the persona no. that you, is known to the public. No, because neither of those guys. I don't think I've ever seen Bill Belichick like smile. Like they could win a Super Bowl and he's just still like. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what, you know what's what? wrong with? You? Oddly enough, though, Bill Belichick's whole thing to me seems more about I'm just all business and Saban seems to be more of like I'm I'm giving you the disappointed dad look all the time you know what I mean he's I'm just disappointed like you guys didn't put up 73 right in the he's first just half. disappointed in you all the time Dude, that's you, that's just like the air that's just like the presence in the face that he gives off all the time so because you went to New Mexico State and we're on college football real quick could you imagine if Bama didn't like you know they had to have taken their foot off the gas against New Mexico State this year do you, could you imagine if they kept all their starters in at all positions and like were like every drive our goal is to score a touchdown? Could you imagine if they did that against teams? 
Like that, like Wolford comes in, like a D seventeen school. And They'd be like a hundred. Their nothing. biggest guy is like me running out there, and yeah. Alabama's like, "What are we doing?" And Saban's like, "Fucking run it up, so we yeah. never schedule them again." And you look at the score, and it's like seven hundred and forty to fucking like three. It would be like a hundred. It'd be close to a hundred because they put up. 59-63 against these teams, and you know the starters oh, yeah. haven't played for a quarter and a Dude, half. Dude, they could put up 45 in a fucking half. Yeah. Well, I was like watching easy. one of the games earlier this year. Maybe it was against Florida, that which, oddly enough, is one of the teams that gave them a run for their money. They put up 28 points in the first quarter yeah. against Florida. I was like, oh, my God, this game's over. And that was the one that I was telling you about. Like, I just stopped watching completely. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're like, And the oh, next shit. thing you know, you turn it on later, and it's like third or fourth quarter. And you're like, damn, Florida's coming back. Like, they're really trying to win this game. Um, yeah, I don't know. College football's been exciting. I, I kind of wanted to get a little college football talk out of the way just because I think it's really shaping up to, you know, you just went over all the scenarios for the top four teams and what could happen as we go into, you know, conference championship weekend. Like, if some of those games go the opposite of what people are thinking they're going to go, the playoff committee is going to have all kinds of shit to talk about. That's going to be I don't a know long what they're going to do. Yeah. Or a long Saturday night, Sunday morning right. when they have to decide they're gonna have all some of those games. Long meetings. I'm excited for it. In other news, I beat. I texted Brandon this morning. I beat Brandon by three points in fantasy last night. In other news, my entire fantasy team sucks. <laughs> Dude, I told him I. I feel like I'm just giving up on the this year and. You know, we'll try not talk too much fantasy because I don't think that's interesting to any of the listeners. But if you, me either. if you're a NFL fan, I think, and you, and especially if you play fantasy, it seems like this year in particular, there's been a lot of injuries. And I think last year we had the same conversation. Like, I don't remember in the past when we played fantasy football like five, six years ago. I don't remember there being so many injuries all the time. There was always like one or two guys that got hurt, but you didn't have much trouble picking other guys up. It seems like this year. It's just everyone's questionable. And then People all of a like sudden, game time decision, they're ruled out. And you're like, what is going on? I don't know or, what that is. Or people are just sucking, like, really bad. Like, they're maybe. just really, really bad. Yeah, maybe. Like, like everyone's like, oh, Cam Newton's going to bring the Panthers out of their slump. And he comes out and goes, like, 6 of 38 with, like, 92 yards, two interceptions. And I'm like, bringing him out of slump, huh? <laughs> and after he screams, I'm back. Yeah, that's not a good look for him after the whole – I'm back thing. But I mean granted it's one game, you know, like take Man, it easy. Granted I don't like Cam I think there's a lot of there's a lot of overreaction that happen that happens with the NFL fan community week to week of like some guy who's actually pretty good has like a down week and they're like this guy's washed, he's terrible. Well, Get him out of the I league. Mean, and you're like, "Okay, take it easy." I mean, you know, being a Broncos fan when Bridgewater in the Eagles game 3 weeks ago didn't try and make a play, it's a set, it's a, it's a touchdown game against the Eagles. Oh, he yeah, didn't even yeah, attempt yeah. to make the tackle and Every sports person in the world was shitting on him. Yeah. Deservingly so. And and I can't remember who said it. It could have been one of the big names. But they go, you're in one of the most loyal, dedicated fan bases in all of sports. And they go, if the Broncos fans don't trust you, you're going to have to do a lot to get their trust back. And him running for the touchdown on Sunday and diving for the pylon instead of running out of bounds, I was like, Okay, you earned a little bit more of my respect back. For, Guess what? For doing that, I didn't watch a snap of the game this past weekend. It was didn't watch a snap. It was like a, I don't know. It was kind of a hard game to watch. Like it wasn't like super like it didn't seem super professional. Like one of those like pro games you see yeah. like going. It was kind of like I got to my parents' house and we were up by a lot on the Chargers and I was like, that's not what I was expecting. And you were like, okay, if I don't watch, we'll win. Maybe that's the thing. I think a lot of times that's how it works. If I just don't watch my team play, they end up playing really well. And then when I'm like super glued in, they play like shit. 
Well, like, I always tell my mom, like, if I go over there to watch the game, if she's there, they're sucking, and then she leaves to go to the store, and they, like, do good, and then she gets back, and they start sucking again. I'm like, Mom, go to the fucking store again. Come on. Come on. It was working. It was working. Go spend more dad's money. I don't care. It's not my money. Just go to the Dude, store. Honestly, to go back to that Teddy Bridgewater thing, the, like, attempted slash not attempted tackle. The non-attempted tackle. I get what people are saying, but to me, I'm not surprised by that at all. Like, I'm not expecting Teddy Bridgewater to try and tackle that guy. If it's anyone else on the field, I am. It's like, dude, show a little effort. But Teddy Bridgewater, I'm like, yeah, he's the starting quarterback. He's not fucking – he's not going to put himself – he's not going to risk getting his shoulder separated to tackle some guy on an interception. He's just not going to. But see, and this is where I'll, I'll argue with people all day on this. What sport does he play? Football. Is he a football player? Yes. All right, then he needs to make football plays. Standing there, is, that, it's but, like he was out there setting a pick on a okay, basketball. Okay, though, you have court. to be realistic about the state of I'm, the NFL and how quarterbacks are treated in the NFL. Right. Though. I'm not saying I expect him to fucking flatten him with a hit stick and jar, jar the ball loose. I just want more effort. If he, you know, even Peyton Manning and Here, Tom Brady have more effort. Here's a question. Would you expect Aaron Rodgers to try and tackle that guy? Yeah, I would expect my quarterback, no matter who the fuck it was, Mahomes, to try and tackle doesn't Mahomes, matter who it is. Brady, Manning, I don't See, care who I, it is. Give I, me effort. I honestly think the coaches don't give a shit about that. If it's if I'm the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes throws a pick, which he's thrown a lot of this year, by the way, <laughs> yeah. And the guy's coming up the other way, and he has a chance to make a tackle, and he just kind of does this little half-ass thing and then just jogs out the field. I'm like, fine. We're paying this guy $500 million to throw touchdowns, not make tackles. But the thing is, Mahomes tries. If you watch him, he tries. Even Brady this past weekend in the game, I think it was Fournette bounced to the outside, and then he was going to come back and cut back to the inside. Brady literally was running to make a block. I don't think he touched anybody, but he showed the effort, like, I'm going to try and yeah. get in someone's way. And then he was like, I'm just too slow. I can't yeah. get, get there fast. And he enough. runs a six-second 40. The dude's, like, there. 68 years old. Yeah. He's out there trying to make plays. He throws an interception. He doesn't give up, but he's not, like, busting a 4-4 down the sideline trying to, like, strip, you know, tackle the yeah. guy from behind. I, I just think my point is – Yes, I get what you're saying. And, and at really any other level of football, I would expect more effort. If I'm a football coach, I'm going, hey, try and make a tackle. Or if you're in the NFL and we're paying you $500 million to sit back there and be a pocket passer and throw touchdowns, don't get in that guy's way because you're going to fucking separate your shoulder and then we're going to be left with some slapdick who can't throw touchdowns the rest of the year and then our team's going to suck. But see, like that argument that, can be thrown back at you though because they're I'm, being I'm not paid telling you, to be a football I'm, player. No, they're being paid to be quarterbacks. Which is There's a, a difference. Player. There's a difference. But it, I'm saying you have to be realistic about this. Like I, I get I, that right. they're football players, but they're being paid to be quarterbacks, right. not to tackle they're, people. Right. But it's I'm the, just telling it's you the effort. That's how that's how the coaches view that. I don't think they give a shit if, right, if but Teddy it, Bridgewater tries to tackle a guy. I don't think they care. I think they do. I mean, like in this in this scenario, the Broncos are six and five right now. If we beat the Chiefs this weekend, we're in first place in the AFC West. Not saying we were going to beat the Eagles, but it's a seven point game. We had the ball on their side of the field. It's the effort for me. I'm not expecting Teddy to have five fucking tackles as a quarterback. But that effort, he goes, well, I thought someone was going to cut him inside. Like, that's what I tried to do. I'm like, dude, you didn't even move. Like, at least just, you know, try and throw a shoulder lightly into him. Throw him off balance just to slow him down. You didn't even do that. And he goes, well, I thought I was cutting back inside. I'm like, dude, he just ran straight. It's the effort for me that I'm like. I get it. I get it. Just like, I mean. I'll I'll fight for Teddy real quick. Fucking why do we have Melvin Gordon in on a fourth and one? We have Javante Williams, who's a rookie running back, who was fucking shit up, and we're like, 
let's put Melvin Gordon in. This dude can't fumble a ball. Fucking fumbles. He goes, dude, I got rocked. And I'm like, suck my dick, you got rocked. Hold on to the fucking football. That's your fucking job. You get paid to hold on to the football and run. And you can't do either of those. I'm just going to turn my mic off and put it down and let you just get going. I love how this, there's a moment during every podcast <laughs> where we get just like a little bit into Broncos football and you go from being like, we're casually talking about football to like, the fucking Broncos. <laughs> like so. Well, dude, I'm passionate. I'm a big Broncos fan. Like, you know, it's a, the Sunday ritual for me. I wake up and yes. I watch the Bronco football on Sundays. I'm aware. I'm aware. And it's just, it's piss poor effort. Like I said, if that was Peyton Manning, I mean, at least he would have tried to slide tackle, you know, Slay. It would have been like, that was ugly as fuck, but he Peyton Manning's also the guy, like, his last couple years, like, if anyone was in a five-foot radius of him and he thought he was going to get sacked, he just dived on the ground. Like, you think that guy's going to fucking lay his shoulder in front of a guy who's returning a pick? I don't think so. But Peyton Manning did also have his fucking neck worked on and fused True. he's got he was bit. like a robot who bridgewater's could, like what late 20s like i don't even think he's 30 years old like dude you're not going to be a starting quarterback in the nfl much longer like he's he's not teddy bridgewater in my opinion is not a starting quarterback i thought he was at the start of the year watching him this year no which comes to my next point drew lock you were so bad that we put up a, we put in a hurt quarterback over you yeah, the whole we Drew- literally hobbled our quarterback on the field because of how bad you are. The whole Drew Locke thing was weird. I remember telling one of my coworkers at the beginning of the year, like I think if I had to guess, because you know it was like a quarterback battle in the off season, and I was like, if I had to guess, they would start Drew Locke first two three games, and if he's not doing, if he's not being productive, they're going to yank him and put Bridgewater in, and then just to start the year, they're like, we're not even doing that. We're putting Bridgewater in right out of the gate, and I was like, okay, fine. I like the commitment to one guy. And like you said, he started off really well and then just has kind of shown throughout the year like, yeah, it's not really – he's kind of like, you know, there's worse guys you could have back there, but he's not going to win you any games. You know what I mean? He's a game manager. Yeah. If we we run the ball, which lately when we win games, we run the ball 50% of the time. So when every win we've ran the ball more than 50 or 50% or more than 50% of the time, run the ball. Mm-hmm. Teddy's not a thirty passing, yeah. you know, attempts he, he, quarterback. He, he, you're not relying on him like the Chiefs rely on Mahomes to just no. sling the ball the whole game. We have the weapons to do that, but we don't have the quarterback to do that. We also don't have play calls to do that. Pat Shermer's like fucking up there, like reading children's books or something. <laughs> like the dude's up there. I don't know what the fuck's he watching, dude. You know what I really like to see is when you watch Chiefs games and you see creative offensive play calling. Yeah, I really don't understand why there's only like one or two coaches in the entire NFL who have creative play calling. But I like watching that. You watch Broncos games and you're like, where is the creativeness in the right. offense? But here? they do like, that on like first and second down, where the Broncos would be like in fourth and thirty nine, <laughs> and they're like, hey, we're gonna do this creative play. I'm like, great, we got nineteen yards on it. We needed twenty more, so this play would have been great on like first down when it's first and ten. Yeah. But why are, why we're doing it now doesn't yeah, make I just, sense. I don't know, man. It's the offense, again, like it is every year for the past six Dude, seasons. Someone – I can't offense. remember who it was, but they tweeted, they go, and, and this is someone with a, a check mark, so they're important. You know, On Twitter? On Twitter. They're verified. They're verified. They, they tweet out and they go, if Justin Herbert was on the Broncos, they'd be Super Bowl contenders. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. If we had a fucking quarterback, Justin we'd Herbert's be really Super good. Bowl contenders. Give me Russell Wilson. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me Deshaun Watson. Give me any other quarterback besides the two we have. 
I'll probably be pretty happy. Dude, speaking of Deshaun Watson, you know what I really hope does not happen is that he just totally fades into oblivion after whatever legal stuff. I don't even know what's going on in his legal proceedings, but... So, rumor has it that there was settlements in place for all of the women. Okay. And that was before the trade deadline because I guess Miami was going to... Like, they had a trade finalized. It was just pending all these settlements being, like, done so that there was no more legal battle. And I think like four of the girls like said no, we're not going to take the settlement. Like oh, we're going to continue the court. Hmm. Which I mean, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, you know what, law and order. Sh- you know, we got to take this shit serious. Yeah. If he's convicted, he's convicted. But if he's found innocent, then these women need to pay their share of what they just did him. They made him miss a year of football, and they and- didn't defame his name, but. They're trying to tarnish him as a human being, and that's just fucked up. No matter <laughs> that is fucked. But if it's true, then fuck him. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, what I don't want to happen is that he on his on the field presence just totally disappears after having sat out a year because that's what happened to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I think I think Deshaun's a different type player though than Le'Veon. Because I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan. I, because, I love Deshaun Watson because. Le'Veon, Ever since he was at Clemson, I've been a huge yeah, fan of his. But Le'Veon sat out on his own. He chose to sit right. out. Deshaun's more or less being told he's not. He could be playing right now. The Texans could be playing him. Yeah, but he's he's just being told you're on our team, but you're not on our team. Yeah, well, I know the reasons are different, but the result is you missed an entire year of football. So right. what I'm hoping is but it doesn't Deshaun's just still totally to practice fucking derail his career. You know what I mean? Where he just like. He yeah. can't ever be a starting quarterback who's worth a shit ever again. Yeah, but that he, shit happens. He still goes to practice. I don't know what his practice. They, he doesn't run snaps or any of that yeah. shit. But he, I'm sure he's you know being a professional and watching film. Le'Veon not being a part of a team just was chilling. I'm sure he was doing his workouts. Well, yeah, but, and there's just no substitute for playing games though. You know, right? I mean? But like, but at you least if be you're staying, at, like, if you're keeping your mindset active in yeah. a football sense, like if he's watching the games, watching the film, dissecting it. He's at least going to keep his mind fresh. Now, getting back into the game shape and, and game reads, yeah, it might take a couple of weeks. I want to I want to see Deshaun Watson under center again on Sundays. That's what I, I want to see him on the Denver Broncos. Clear his name because apparently like, the deposition is supposed to start in like January or February. So I would hope it's going to be done by the start of like OTAs in the summer or you know we're going to have at least a better picture of when it will be done. If I'm the Broncos, we have 11 draft picks. We have the cap space. Make a play. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Sean Watson. I'd rather have Wilson or Watson just because they're younger and they have a little bit more years left in them. But you get one of those guys, we have all of our receivers and tight ends locked up through 2024. You get three fucking years of great offense. Well, if you have a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, fuck us. That's a big if. <laughs> Take the rest of the year. Fire Fangio. Fire Shermer. Hire B enemy, take the shot on him. He's an XCU boy anyways, so we'd be happy to have him here in Colorado. <laughs> no, but he's You he got really like, fired up there about the Broncos. Yeah, dude, I'm passionate about the Broncos, but they fucking let me down year in, year out. All because we can't get a fucking quarterback. It's so funny, I can always count on a text from Matt at some point on Sunday during the Broncos game of just being like, The Broncos fucking suck. They should fire everyone. Our offense is terrible. <laughs> Or we like play really well, and then I'm like, hey, we did this right. Look, we won a game because we did this right. And then the yeah. next game, they're like, hey, we ran the ball 40 times last week for like 300 yards. We're going to pass the ball for 70 times and run the ball three times, and we're going to lose. And I'm like, yeah, crazy. 
crazy. Like, coming up this weekend, how do you beat the Chiefs? Like, how, what would be your game plan in a quick little how, – how, how do you beat the Chiefs? Like, if you were scheming to beat the Chiefs, how would you put it out there? Well, I think – Defensively speaking, you got to do whatever these other teams that have been playing them throughout the year have done to to rattle Mahomes because he's he's had a couple games like I can't remember what game it was two three games ago where they they put up like fucking forty two points and he looked he looked just like Mahomes from last right. year but that's been few and far between this year a lot of the times he's looked pretty rough and he's thrown I think he's thrown more he threw more picks through like the first six games than he had in like the last three seasons combined or some shit like that yeah so. Whatever they're doing defensively, yeah, those teams. Game. Yeah, what is like? What were the teams? Okay, just so they lost m- to the Ravens week two. I was gonna say most of one. their games they they haven't scored that many points, but then like there's been a few weeks where it's like okay they're back to form. So they've scored 281 points through 11 weeks. They've given up 250. For comparison, I'll just go to the Broncos because we have a shit offense. We've scored 228, but we've only given up 196. So I mean. 281's obviously really good, but at the same time, like, you put up three points against the Titans. Titans are a good team, but they also don't look like they're the best. You put up three points. Mm -hmm. You put up 13 against a Packers team that didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And you won 13-7. Like, if Aaron Rodgers in that game, that score could be way different for the Packers. You know? You you beat the Cowboys 19-9, like... That's just a weird score. Like it doesn't, it doesn't fit either of the offenses that played in that game. Yeah. But so I think that's step one. As for offensively speaking, for the Broncos, I mean, I guess I'd have to agree with you. Try and just run the ball more. It well, seems like that we're much better when we run the ball. The the way to beat the Chiefs is to keep their offense off the field. Yeah. If you run the ball, you run the clock. Yeah. If you can run the ball well, you keep possession. Yeah. If you take ten minutes off and you score touch, you have to score touchdowns. That's the, the big key. You gotta score touchdowns. Because if you're the Broncos, here's what normally happens: you have a long time of possession, you're running the ball, you take a bunch of time off and the then clock, Melvin and then Gordon you fumbles, fucking stall out, or you yeah, you turn it over, or you have to settle for a forty-eight yard field goal attempt, and then McManus misses. Yeah, <laughs> and we get zero points. So then the idea behind it makes sense, but then the execution is poor. Right. So like, like I said, if I'm gonna scheme it, I'm going. We are running right at them their defense isn't that good we're gonna run at them we're gonna run at them we're gonna run at them and we're gonna make them buy into this run we're gonna stay under center we're gonna run bootlegs out of it we're gonna run you know rpos out of it we're gonna make their defense guess on if we're running the ball and they're gonna commit if they put eight in the box we're throwing the ball mm-hmm. we're just gonna run at them until they stop us and then guess what Mahomes is gonna sit on the sideline the whole time watching this go down and then they're gonna have to i mean they've got such an explosive offense that you're like just don't let Tyreek Hill behind you, but don't let him in front of you either. Okay, just hug him. Just fucking hug him the whole whole way across the field. That guy's like the world's fastest person. It doesn't even make sense. Well, dude, he'll catch the ball and he'll like make a cut and like the entire defense is like, Nyoop! and he's like, Nyoop! and you're like, oh, great. Yeah, nice. You guys forgot him. He's over here with the ball. Now he's in the end zone. Yeah, he's gone 60 yards and scored already. Great for my other fantasy team, though. But I think the Chiefs are beatable. I think the Broncos can do it. Dude, if, if any year is up for grabs in the AFC West, it's this year. Dude, we have four or no, five more games with the AFC West. No, four more. We play the Raiders once, the Chargers once, and the Chiefs twice. Oh, boy. And then we get the Bengals and the Lions. So we're pretty much deciding our season we in the next have, few games. Literally, the Broncos can win the AFC West if 
they, they control their own fate. If we win our four division games, we'll win the AFC West. Big ask of this Broncos team. Yeah, big, I would say that's safe. Yep. Yeah. But, it, you know, hey, it's the Broncos. Let's just get let down. <laughs> that's why, dude. I go in every like, week I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to get let down. I'm, I'm a Broncos fan, but there's just some weeks where, like, if I watch a bad game one week, the next weekend, I'm like, I'm not even watching this game. I try and stay like I'm just like I got shit to do. I'll check the scores, but I'm not fucking watching. I try and stay optimistic with everything, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch the game. They got a chance. They should come out and they should be fired up. This team should be fired up. They're one game out of the playoffs. It's not like we're three and eight. I wouldn't. It would be hard to get fired up at three and eight. Yeah. But you're one game out of the playoffs. If you win this, you're leading your division. Yeah. For the first time since Peyton Manning. Yeah. I would be like, we're fucking doing this. Like, get the boys together. We're fucking winning this shit. We're going into Arrowhead. We're going to fucking slap them around. We're going to head back to Denver. We're going to beat the Lions. We're going to beat the Bengals. Then we're going to go into Las Vegas. We're going to fuck them up. And then we're going to go into LA. We're going to fuck them up. And we're going to go back home and beat the Chiefs. Dude, that's then, a tough stretch. And then they go into Arrowhead this weekend, games. and they're going to lose like 45 to 3. And that's I'm gonna be probably like, how it's nice. going to go. Nice, you guys really rallied the team. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking jackasses. Well, you have anything you want to shoot the shit about other than football, since we've just talked for like however long we've been going about nothing but college football <laughs> and pro football? I think we've been live oh, for an hour and five minutes on just football, so might as well just keep it on football for the ending of the – I was going to say, just like keep like a really like small snippet and be like, this is a really like interesting fact. And everyone's like, why did you wait till the end of the episode to say that? <laughs> like, because you listened so, to the end. Here's one um, that we can, I know you said you wanted to keep it on football, but here, here's an idea to tease some of the listeners for a possible future episode. Because I think just based on looking at our statistics, Matt and I have kind of gleaned that like, it seems like the, the episodes where we're talking about these kind of like big brain philosophical ideas seem to do well. Cause those seem interesting, which I'm glad they are to the listeners. Cause they're list- They're interesting to me. I like talking about them, but one thing that's always fascinated me in addition to like this simulation theory and, you know, free will versus determinism and many worlds theory and all these crazy ideas we've been talking about recently is, um, paradoxes. Remember I texted you the idea about talking about paradoxes? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different paradoxes, and they're all like thought experiments. It's kind of like that Schrodinger's cat thing I was talking about, yeah. the thought experiment. Um, I think we should do an episode on paradoxes at some point, and we can, we can maybe pick, because I have a feeling if it goes any way like it did with the many worlds talk and the simulation theory talk, you're going to get really hung up on something, and we're going to argue about it for like 45 minutes. Which is fine, because but that we're makes, to, it makes for good conversation. We're going to have to yeah. pick like one or two, yeah. and then just be like, we'll base it on this one, yeah. and then we'll we have other topics. Yeah. To I, talk I, I think I'll probably pick, like I'll, I'll have a list, because there's a bunch out there, um, but I'll, I'll have a list and I'll send it to you and we can maybe narrow down like our favorite one, two, or three and then just talk about those in the podcast. Because like, and if people don't know what I'm talking about, like a paradox would be, like a famous example of a paradox is like the grandfather paradox of like if you traveled back in time and killed your grandfather, would you have ever been born to have traveled back in time? That's a paradox. So we could talk about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Time travel's got a lot of paradoxical ideas. But I love that. Kind I would of shit. never kill my grandfather. First off, but if you did, <laughs> but theoretically speaking, <laughs> theoretically, if you did go back in time speaking, and kill your grandpa. Yeah. no, I wouldn't be alive. Short answer. So then, what happens? How were you able to go back and kill your grandfather in the first place? 
you were never born. Right, but I would <laughs> see what I mean. Right, but it's it's one of those things you have to think about. Like if you go back in time and you kill him, then you never go back. You, like that time never existed in the first place. Yeah. So is it the same timeline, or is it two different timelines, or how does it work? It's a paradox. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll just put it. No this, one knows the answer. We'll, we'll just put it this way: it's going to be like skewed a little bit. But you said your your dad's dad fought in World War Two, right? Yeah. Or he he was going to leave to go. Mm-hmm. Like invade Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So had he died then, you wouldn't be here. Correct. So what if you were the, you know, you went back in time and you were the Jap that killed your grandpa? Yeah. You could know? How could I have ever, if that happens, how could I have ever been born, grown up, gotten in a time machine and gone back and killed my grandpa? Well, I think that's where like time traveling, like maybe it's more <laughs> on the time traveling like yeah. aspect. Like maybe we just do one on time traveling. Like maybe we just make it about yeah. that because... You know, they always say in the movies, don't change history because when yeah. you change that moment in history, it changes every single thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, if- so that's actually a good point. I think if you want to do a time travel episode, we don't even have to talk about it like movie specific because I think one of the things I had jotted down as an idea is like our favorite time travel movies because there's a lot of fantastic time travel movies Back out to there. to the future. But there's also, we could just do specifically talking about time travel and like the physics and the paradoxes that are, that come up when you talk about time travel. And I, I think I told you, I'll have to go find this. When I go home, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. There's like a really short YouTube video, like a five minute YouTube video that breaks down all of the different, basically, I guess, philosophical outlooks on time travel that have ever been displayed in like books or movie. Cause there's like different modes of time travel and depending on who the creator of the book or the TV show or the movie, there's different rules about what happens when you time travel. Like so Harry we Potter could, we could kind of break down. Seen. Yeah. So like Harry Potter is a classic one. Was it prisoner of Azkaban that they mm-hmm. do the time traveling? Um, that's a classic example of like that type of time travel differs from like Avengers Endgame time travel or Back to the Future time travel or Looper time travel. Like there's a bunch of different, it's been portrayed many different ways. Like we don't really have this idea of like, okay, if you time travel, this is for sure what's going to happen. It's like, right. well, does it split timelines? Does it go in a loop? You know what I mean? How does all that work? So I think that'd be a fun episode. Yeah, I think we could do one on like time travel and You want to do that one next? We can split off on That might have to be a weekend episode because I feel yeah. like we can rant pretty yeah. good on that one. And I'm fine with like an episode being 3 hours if it's interesting enough yeah. like that. Well, let's let's do that. Uh, let's like throughout the next week or whatever, we'll do some research. I'll send you some stuff. I want to send you that YouTube video because it's actually pretty cool to watch, but um, we'll take some notes and shit and we'll come prepared and we'll do a time travel episode next yeah. time. Yeah, I think we can also do, we Sounds also fun. need to think of like conspiracy theories ones that we can dig into. And yeah. Really well, we touched on, that. we touched on a little bit of conspiracy theories in the, I think it was the ocean podcast. Remember I brought up, there's a couple of weird conspiracies with like the Bermuda triangle. And there was one, which I forgot what it was called where this, like this, military ship disappeared and no one knows what happened to it or whatever the fuck you know what i mean like yeah. this is like we touched on conspiracies a little bit but yeah we could definitely do a conspiracy theory episode I mean, we probably have we, to do we pick conspiracy theory yeah, that we want to talk we about, have to do like here's we, the one we're talking about and right. then next week we're going to talk about this one right so yeah. like yeah. i think it was joe rogan posted weeks ago about like a jfk thing i love the jfk so stuff i got dude. into so the jfk thing again after he did that i'm like dude that's so interesting to talk about but if you hit something like what happens to you if you, <laughs> if you guess it right you know 
Yeah. Do they censor you forever? Or? I, I don't know if we're going to stumble upon anything that hasn't already been stumbled upon in the JFK conspiracy discussion. No, There's I'm been like, gonna, like literally no. thousands of books written about this and who knows how many hours of podcasts and interviews and TVs and movies like documentaries. Documentaries. It's it's been that subject has been worn pretty thin, I feel like. Although it's still like utterly fascinating, but yeah, I think we we can. I mean, I think for these we can definitely just pick like like you said, mo- like one or two paradoxes and be like, this is what the yeah. episode's going to be on, so it yeah. gives us time to just yeah. not rush into another one. And then same with like conspiracy theories. So we'll do you want to do paradoxes next or time travel next? I think we could do time travel next, but I okay. I said we might need to do that on like a Saturday. Yeah, where we have time to just okay. Here's another thing that we said we were going to do that we didn't do: the Disney movie bracket. We haven't done that episode yet. Well, what would you rather do? Time well, travel or Disney? I mean, we can do, we're obviously going to do both. I'm saying we need to do both. I'm saying that's one of the ones that we still have on our list. Like we said we were going to do, and we need to do that one. Because we, we did could, the MCU bracket one, we did the Pixar bracket one. Now we got to do the Disney movie bracket one. We could do that. I say we do that like after the time travel one. I think. That, okay. Yeah. I want to do time let's travel. Get a time next, travel yeah. one in because I think yeah. that will be like a good draw. Yeah. And so you guys are, are, you guys are hearing us figure this out in real time. This is how the podcast is made, man. Yeah, but usually it's like, hey, what do you want to talk about this week? It's like, I don't care. What do you want to talk about this week? It's like, well, I have a few ideas. And it's like, yeah. Ah. That's how it happened this so, past so week. So what about this instead? Yeah. Well, and that's why, like, when was our last episode? It's been a couple weeks, I think. It was right? two weeks ago. It was the, we didn't do one last week. We did one, because last week was Thanksgiving, so. Dude, our legions of fans are clamoring for more content. I know. And now they're going to hear a football episode. So maybe, <laughs> maybe if we want to do one next week during the week. We could do one on like a paradox that might not might be like an hour worth of talking, but I would say we save our time travel when we can sit down and just be like. If you want to record the time travel one this weekend, I think we could probably carve out some time. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Yeah. So like next (laughs) Saturday we would have to do. Yeah, your idea is trash, man. (laughs) Let's do time travel next. I want to do that next. So let's 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 do some research and we'll we'll come with some notes and. So we're gonna be gone for over a week. Then we'll be back. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday, we'll, you know, live stream the episode on Twitch if you want to watch. Uh, I'm going to try and get it on YouTube as well if you want to watch it there. And then we'll do a time travel episode on that Saturday and we'll upload it Saturday or Sunday. And yeah, then- that'll be a fun one. Hopefully we go for a while on that. I mean, I, I don't anticipate it being very hard for us to talk for like two hours on that. Yeah, I feel like for our simulation theory and the, we could the have many done that worlds, the same they, they, we went for like an hour and I, 45 minutes. And I think easily. we kind of like rushed to an ending because we're kind of like, let's just like stop because it's 10 o'clock on a work yeah. day. Like yeah. if we do it at like 1 o'clock on a Saturday yeah, afternoon, we can just keep like going. we can just go. Yeah. And I think that'd be fun. It would be interesting. I mean, I don't, I mean, it'd give people something to listen to for weeks yeah. if you want, but. Yeah. Um, real quick before we go. I started rereading Harry Potter. I'm like 100 pages from the end of Sorcerer's Stone, and it's wonderful. That's what you said, and you said you're going to make Taya watch the movie with you when you finish the books. Yep, we're going to watch a, a movie every time I finish a book. So, Because I, I kind of wanted to... Maybe I'll watch Harry Potter tonight. There you go. No, wait till all, I'm all done with them. the first book, and then I'll tell you, okay, now start. No, I'm just going to do what I want. Okay. 
Okay, fine. That's fair. You're like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do what I want. I don't to do. want you to sit there for another hundred pages before I can watch a fucking. Dude, hundred pages is going to be like a day or two from now. I'll, I'll be done with that. Yeah, um, but then when I get done with the first movie, I want to just probably jump into the second one. Yeah, I know. Whenever get you do start, with. you're going to be like, I watched all seven movies or all eight movies in the last three. You're going to be like, dude, I, I finished twelve pages of reading. In that yeah, I'm like, I, well, I'm on Chamber of Secrets, so. <laughs> like, that's okay. I'll I'll rewatch them again yeah. when you guys get to this one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, also another random thought that I just wanted to shout out on the podcast. Everyone in my life is obsessed with the show Yellowstone, apparently, and I have not started it. And everyone has gotten everyone has gotten you know obsessed with the show through. I think they're now premiering season four. Well, I'm here to announce on the podcast. <laughs> I've I've told my parents and I've told uh, Sam this, so they're they finally they've I've gotten sucked into the Yellowstone cult, but. I'm like I'm. St- I started the first season and I'm like five or six episodes in. I'm probably gonna watch some more when I get home. But it's uh, it's really good. I'm not gonna lie. It's a good one. Thanks for thanks for the recommendations, everyone. Yeah. But it was one of those things where like I feel like for years, people were doing that to me with Game of Thrones. With like, bro, you're not watching Game of Thrones. What the fuck are you doing? That's what like, everyone did. With and then I finally game. watched it. I'm like, yes, the show six. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know why I wasn't watching this. Yeah, I need to start watching it. I I have that on my list to watch, and I just I would I would recommend it. Yellowstone's dope. And, and apparently, I'd, I haven't even gotten to any of the crazy shit. Well, yet, then so. maybe when everything gets done and we all watch, me and you both watch Yellowstone, we could do a Yellowstone episode. I'm down. We got to have Sam on. He will. Dude, re- he will refuse yeah. to. That'll have to be another. Let that happen. Thing with, so yeah. I can go take her to to doggy daycare for the night or like the day. Yeah. And not have to deal with that. Yeah. Agreed. What are you gonna do with her this weekend? By the way, I mean, we can drop around from my parents. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Well, we can wrap up. Yeah, I'm done. I just uh, I, I wanted to like input those two little things, those little journeys that I just well, started if, on. If we so. forget them, just remember come back to like an hour and eight minutes in the episode, and we'll know our ideas. Yeah. But uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. I have seen um, we're getting downloads from across the world now. I noticed so, that. I noticed that. Uh, we definitely appreciate. Shout out to all our Russian you, listeners our and Russian. wherever else they I came think from. There's Malta. I think there was one in Norway or Sweden. Um, yeah, so hopefully UK, those aren't bots. India. Hopefully those are real people. And if they're bots, then just download everything every time, you know, on multiple devices. Agreed. <laughs> but no, we appreciate all of your guys' support, um, as we always say, and we look forward to uh, these next couple episodes that we're going to bring you. And hopefully, this time travel one will be a fun one. So yeah, hopefully the next in. next couple episodes will be probably a little more structured. So thanks for. Hopefully yeah. you enjoyed this one, but you know if you like more of the structured episodes, then next week and the week or after at least we'll structured on a solid idea of yeah. what you're going to come into. Yeah, we didn't really plan on talking about so much football today; it just kind of happened. That's eh, okay. Yeah, it's easy to ramble. About. I like talking about football. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in, and we will uh, we'll be back in about a week and a half, two weeks with that uh, time travel episode. So stay yep. tuned. Till next time. Thanks everybody. Later.